With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is brought to you by Roy's Umbrella. If you are in the market to buy a new home, maybe looking to do a refi, just go to roysumbrella.com. No tricks, no gimmicks, no hidden charges at the end. Roy can do so many things to help you out. You know, I had an email back in the fall from one of the listeners of the podcast. His name was Eric, and he said that Roy did their estate planning for them. I mean, Roy can do a lot of things. He's a great broker, and if you just go to roysumbrella.com, you can see for yourself. I personally have used Roy for home loans. Uh, he and his staff are phenomenal. It was a great experience. I think you'll find the exact same thing. Just go to roysumbrella.com. That's roysumbrella.com. All right, today on the podcast, I wanted to reflect on a couple of things that have been brought up on previous shows. And I walk a lot. And I listen to my own podcast and I listen to the shows sometimes three and four times because it's odd, but when I interview somebody and then I listen to it, very often I will get a different perspective or I will hear something that maybe I didn't quite hear the way I thought I did when I was interviewing them. I, I, I'm in a different element and I really have enjoyed hearing what my guests have had to say on a variety of subjects. And when I started to do this podcast back in October, in addition to being entertaining and having really good guests, I wanted to help educate people, myself, and, you know, talk about some of the perplexing and controversial issues that are facing our society right now. And I think that I have been able to do that, whether it's Charles Barkley whether it's Sean Salisbury picking up Russell on the side of the road and a lifelong friendship, whether it's listening to Dusty Baker talk about going to the Deep South, you know, as a black man in the late 60s, uh, whether it's Doug Adler, who was fired from ESPN for, you know, using the term gorilla in a tennis match, meaning guerrilla warfare tactics, G-U-E, not G-O-R, uh, listening to Mike Lamb, who was a previous co-host of mine, on radio in Sacramento, talking about growing up in Clovis and the impact that going to USC had on his life. And so I've listened to 
a lot of these podcasts. I've actually listened to all of them, but some of them I've listened to, believe it or not, two, three, and in some instances, uh, four times. And then I was on Twitter, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, and I saw the NAACP put out a great quote from Martin Luther King. And the quote reads, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And I, I screenshot that so I can look at that quote over and over again. And the reason why I'm bringing this up today is on Wednesday, I received a call from a friend of mine who was also a professional broadcaster. All right. They were, they, they, I'm not going to say which league they work in, but they're a professional broadcaster. And we spoke for probably 30 minutes, maybe 35 minutes. And I had spoken to this individual once, twice maybe, uh, since I lost my job in June. And he called me up and could not believe what happened to Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor. And if you haven't heard, just Google Chris Harrison and you'll find out. And again, and I think I've shared this with some other broadcasters. He was telling me that, man, he is so freaking nervous to, to go on the air that he is so worried about saying the wrong thing and that it will come back and destroy his career. And, you know, we talked and I said, hey, you know what? You're right. If you do say something that's either misconstrued, if you say something that is perceived differently than the intent that you said it with, yeah, you're going to be in trouble. You might even lose your job. Again, MLK, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. If you remember my podcast that I had with Doug Adler, it was episode 27. I asked Doug, and again, Doug was fired in 2017 from ESPN since has reached the settlement for his wrongful termination. But I talked to Doug about nobody sticking up for him other than the late Mayor Dinkins of New York City. It was amazing. Matt Lauer did an interview with Doug Adler on the Today Show and interviewed Mayor Dinkins, who at that time was the former mayor of New York, African-American, and he came to support Doug. He's the only one that did. He didn't even know Doug. And I was thinking about, I've listened to Doug's podcast with me four times. And I went back and listened to it again yesterday. And what blew my mind again is the fact that John McEnroe and Martina Navratilova, and he didn't mention them by names, but I know exactly who he was talking about. He made great reference to them. How come John McEnroe and Martina Navratilova did not come to the defense of Doug Adler? They remained silent. They didn't say anything. They let him out to die. They let him off basically to just drift away in the, in the ocean currents. Think about that. Doug had, Doug had, he just returned to work doing French Open on the tennis channel, you know, a couple of months ago. Again, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. John McEnroe was silent. Why? Martina Navratilova was silent. Why? 
I can go on and on with this. It's just unbelievable to me. And when I had that conversation on Wednesday with my good friend, I shouldn't say good friend, friend, all right? Um, acquaintance, more than acquaintance, friends, okay? I, I don't know if I would say good friends, but I mean, my point is we've known each other for a long time and, you know, it's not like he's been in my house, I've been in his house, but I'm, I'm trying to paint an accurate picture here. And when I got off the phone with him, I was just like, man, how freaking sad is that? How freaking sad is that? Then I listened to Mike Glam and the podcast that I did with Mike. And Mike grew up in Clovis. Mike played college football at USC. And I asked Mike about the learning process and the education that he received from going from Clovis to USC. And Mike gave a phenomenal answer. Phenomenal. And towards the end of his answer, he talked about, you know, you need to break bread. You need to break bread with a person of of a different race, different ethnicity. And you need to figure out and you need to communicate. And Mike was talking about get a real sense of what their lives are like. And Mike said it so well. And Mike used himself as a prime example. He was very upfront about growing up in Clovis and what it was like and what he learned when he went to USC, being around players like, when I say players, people like Ronnie Lott, people of a different race. And, and I thought Mike gave such an incredible answer. And I went back this week and I listened to episode 29 with Daryl. I met Daryl last month. And this is going to lead me into my next story, which I think you're going to find very interesting. So Daryl, the Alabama crazy fan, Back a couple of years ago at the Orange Bowl, when Alabama was playing Oklahoma, there was a car driving around looking for a parking place outside the stadium, and they had put a whole bunch of things in a parking place, you know, because they were tailgating, and he saw this car, and he ran over, and he goes, hey, you know, you can park here. We're going to fit you in here. And in that vehicle was Fred and Tressa Battle. Fred and Tressa Battle now have a son, Jordan, who just completed his second year at Alabama. But Daryl didn't know that at the time. Daryl had no idea who these people were. As it turns out, and I've shared this story, and again, I really invite you to go back and listen to episode 29. It's one of my favorite podcasts that I've done. A black couple, Daryl from Alabama, huge fan, had no idea who they were. They have developed an unbelievable bond. There is genuine love. They will be friends until they take their last breath over a parking spot. Well, so I, I thought about what Mike Lamb said. And then I thought about what Doug Adler said. And, and the quote, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And last month when Daryl was here, My wife and I went out to dinner with Daryl and his girlfriend right here in my neighborhood. And that night at the restaurant, I, at the end of the evening, ended up sitting inside and I was talking to the bartender and there was a couple sitting next to me and 
there were only there was only two other people in there inside because it's you know beautiful here in Florida. A lot of people eat outside, and the couple, the gal, said, "Hey, do you live here?" And uh, and I said, "Yeah, I do. I live you know right over here." Blah blah blah. And I guess it was her boyfriend. I didn't know at the time. We just chatted for like one or two minutes. And she asked me, she goes, what do you do? And I said, I'm a sportscaster. And she goes, wow, really? And I said, yeah. And, and, I'm, and I, at that point, I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm not really sure how to explain the rest of this. And not to deviate, but moving to Florida, the thing that I've really liked the best is nobody knows me here. And I don't mean that in a condescending, bitter way. In other words, in Sacramento and Northern California, I, I love the fans, the bond that I have with the fans. I'm so appreciative, whether I'm out at a restaurant or a store or whatever the case may be. It was before games, after games. I love taking pictures. I love uh, that's that's like I love that. But it is it's it, 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 it you don't realize it when you're going through it. But when you aren't there like in Florida, and nobody knows you, it, it, I got to tell you, it's been very, very, very nice. So this gal, and again, just for the sake of conversation, she was black. The The guy she was with, black. So it was. A, I said, you know, I, I, I said, I don't have enough time to explain to you my situation. I go, and you know what? You wouldn't believe it anyway. And she gave me a, a, a look like, and I said, uh, you know what? I said, I shouldn't even have said that. I said, it's just, it's very complicated. She goes, okay, okay. She gave me her business card. She goes, um, or no, she didn't give me her business card. She said, hey, I'm having an event here on Saturday. And if you, if you want to come by and I said, sure, what kind of event is it? She goes, well, I own a cigar shop. And I'm like, you own a cigar shop? She said, yeah, at the airport and I'm having an event here. I said, okay, I'll come by. So I come by on Saturday and it's really crowded at this restaurant. And I sit at the bar and I order dinner and I'm talking to the bartender and she's real busy, you know, and then she's setting up and I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty big event. And I said, Hey, how you doing? I go, and she goes, oh, I can't believe you showed up. That is so nice of you. Well, I said I was going to show up and, um, she goes, Hey, here's my business card. I go, thank you. And she goes, um, I go, just go. I go, you don't have to talk to me. I know you're real busy. So I spent about, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half there. And I said, you know, I'm going to leave. Best of luck. Um, she goes, hey, just, you know, please call me. I would love to hear more about your story. I said, okay. So anyway, I reached out to her and I met her at the same restaurant, which is literally like 200 paces from where I live. And I met her. And we sat down. And 39 years old. Grew up in Texas has a cigar shop at the airport, teaches figure skating, and also has a real estate license. So I tell her my story. We sat there for three hours, okay? We talked about just about everything you can talk about as it relates to what happened to me, what's going on in our society. Uh, the election had just concluded. We talked some politics. We had just an amazing conversation. Here I am talking to a basically a complete stranger, completely different generation, different ethnicity, completely different backgrounds, and we just had the most amazing talk. Like, it was amazing. 
Well, since then, I have gotten together with V, and we will just go and sit down and we will just talk. And we talk about the issues facing our country. We talk about what's wrong. I ask her what it's like, what was it like growing up? I talked to her about this because on one of my episodes, I was talking about Emmanuel Acho, difficult conversations with a black man. And on that, it was early, uh, one of the early conversations, difficult conversations with a black man. By the way, if you haven't seen that with Emmanuel Acho, A-C-H-O, just Google it and check it out. I, I find it to be very uh, interesting. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's 100% educational, but I have learned some things on there. And when I say 100% educational, I think some of the things that Emmanuel talks about, and I'm going to get into this in a moment, you can look at that from a lot of different perspectives, and you don't have to be black. That's my opinion. And so Emmanuel was asked on one of the episodes early on when he started this, one of the, the and I can't even remember who it was, but I believe it was a couple from HGTV, and he said, you know, I'm confused about whether, you know, would I say that you're black or would I say that you're African-American? And Emmanuel said, no, you just say black. And I, 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 I was like, wow, I've always used the term African-American when I describe a person of color. And there's Emmanuel Acho on uncomfortable conversations with a black man, basically say, no, just say black. So when I was out with V, I said to her, I go, let me ask you a question. I said, when you want to be, if, if I refer to you to a friend of mine and I want to discuss your race, would I say black or African-American? She goes, African-American. And I go, really? I go, because when I was watching uncomfortable conversations with a black man, Emmanuel Acho said black. She goes, well, my father is from Nigeria. And she goes, my mom is from Louisiana. She goes, so my father is from Nigeria. I consider myself African-American. And I said, you know, that makes perfect sense to me. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is, you know, I'm listening to conversations on my podcast that I've had, whether it's Dusty, whether it's Charles Barkley, whether it was Daryl and meeting uh, Fred and Tressa Battle, you know, whether it's Doug Adler and I apply our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, whether it's Mike Lamb talking about moving from Clovis to USC and the incredible education and how it just changed his perspective on, on basically everything. And then I'm talking to V about her father being from Nigeria and I was fascinating to listen to the reason why. And so the reason why I'm bringing all of these things up is LeBron James talked about load management. Now, I'm not equating load management and the issues there to racial okay, inequality in America. All right, that's not what I'm doing. What I am doing is, isn't it great that instead of taking the high road, LeBron just came out and slammed load management and said, you know, he doesn't believe in it. He wants to go to work. He wants to punch in the clock 
or you know punch the clock, boom, and 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 be there for his teammates. And I I, I was so happy to hear that. I was so happy to hear that finally a player has come out and said, screw that. And it was so great. And again, it's LeBron James, so he can pretty much say whatever the hell he wants. But I just thought that was so freaking awesome to hear the best player in the NBA, one of the greatest players to ever play, basically take a dump on load management and say, screw that, not happening with me. And he's now played at 36, the seventh most minutes, all right, in the history of the NBA. And there's a guy that is saying, screw that. So I go back to Mike Lamb. So I meet a stranger, 39 years old, African-American, completely different background. And I will tell you, in a span of four weeks, I will actually consider her like one of my closest friends in life now. Okay? And I'm I'm not exaggerating. I really mean that. And then I met the guy that she was dating, which was not at the restaurant that night. That was a business associate. And he had no idea about me. She didn't tell him. Then I got into the conversation with him. And he had a brother that was a running back at Kansas. And then we started talking about Kansas basketball and, you know, gee, why did he go to Kansas? Not a good football program. And he explained the whole thing to me. And then... V goes, you know, Grant was uh, a sports announcer. And he goes, really? And I said, yeah. And again, I want you to, uh, I'm trying to be as transparent as possible. When I meet somebody, they have no idea who I am. Okay, it's not like in, in, in Sacramento, all right? It's different because most of the people in Sacramento knew who I was. I was on TV for 32, 33 years. So think about that. I mean, it's different. Here, nobody knows me. So when I meet somebody in, in this area, they don't know anything about me. They have no idea, okay? But I'm speaking to a, I'm speaking to Sam. He didn't know anything about me. She goes, yeah, Grant was a sports catcher. So we start talking. And he goes, how come you're not doing it anymore? So again, I tell him the whole story. You know what's interesting? When I sat and met with V, she said, well, all lives do matter. She goes, I don't have a problem with that. And I'm African-American. I have no problem with you saying that at all. And then she told me about Black Lives Matter and why that's important from the whole picture of all lives matter. And I said, I know. I understand that. I, I've, trust me, I have the whole education down pat. I've got, I got it all down. She said, but I don't have a problem at all with you saying all lives matter, every single one. And she said, I'm not speaking for everybody uh, that's African-American. She would say, if I had all my friends sitting around the table with me right now, they would agree with me because I know how they feel. Because we have also talked about, about a lot of these issues. And it made me feel really good. It made me feel really good that I can have a conversation with a different generation of a different race, and we can just literally, and we, and, and I'm not kidding you, we talk about everything. And we've, we've got into some really delicate topics. We talked about George Floyd, and we talked about police brutality, and I, I asked her about that. And, I, and, 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 I will, and I've said this before on this podcast, okay? And we all need to understand this, okay? Black people, 
All right. And we, uh, we've talked about this on my podcast. Not that it's, you had to listen to my podcast to know this, but my point is I haven't, I haven't ducked the issue. All right. We've talked about what it's like being black in America and getting pulled over by law enforcement. She told me the story of being a little girl when they were driving and her dad got pulled over. And it was, uh, you know, she started to tear up. And I was listening to the story that they made her father get out of the car and he was standing in the grass and he had, now there were ants everywhere and he kept on picking up his foot and trying to kick all the ants off. And the officer would not let him move from that area. And she said that terrified her. And she thinks about that all the time. And then we talked about other issues. And so basically where I'm going with all of this is I'm grateful that you have taken time to listen to my podcast. I hope that you have appreciated the fact that in, in addition to being entertaining and talking about people's backgrounds and really trying to, you know, have you learn some things that maybe you didn't know before about an individual. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, hey, Dusty, what was it like going to Atlanta in the Deep South, you know, as a young man and hear the stories about he couldn't get off the bus to go into the restaurant and they had to bring food to him. And then I said, Dusty, let's fast forward to 2020. You know, how are things now? And he goes, well, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of the things I still see as the same. And then he talked about some of the improvements. And because if we're not going to listen, you know, George Carl, we talked about this with George the other day about listening and listening. And one of the great things about being able to meet V is to listen to her perspective and what her life has been like and then meet some of her friends and listen to them. And as Mike Lamb said, you know what? It is so freaking easy. It really is so easy to sit down with a person that's not like you, that doesn't look like you, that might not be the same age as you. It is so freaking easy to just sit down and have a conversation, right? It's not hard at all. It really isn't. What's hard about it? Do you know there are a lot of people, really strangers, that would love to do that? There are a stranger. There are people that would absolutely love to sit down with you and get just just talk the way we're talking right now, the way you're listening to me and hearing my stories. It, it, it's just amazing. That's the thing. And I had Scott Pollard on my podcast, and Scott and I talked about this. The first I've had Scott on twice. The first time I had Scott on, we talked about our love for travel and how we love going to different countries and 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 meeting strangers and sitting down with strangers and just not knowing a damn thing about them. Don't know about their religion. We don't, we don't know about their political beliefs. We don't give a damn about their religion. We don't care about the political beliefs. When I say we don't care, I mean, we don't, we're, we're going to talk to them regardless of what they believe in. All right. And we, 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 we shared some of those stories. You know, Mike Lamb talked about, you know, a locker room in sports is like a melting pot. All right. And he's so damn right. And I've talked about this in my podcast. Why is it? You can walk into an NFL locker room, an NHL locker room, an NBA locker room, and you have white, you have black, you know, you have uh, Hispanic, I mean, you have Asian. We can go on and on, right? 
And are, does everyone get along? No, not everyone gets along. You think you're going to walk into an NFL locker room with 50 guys and everyone's going to get along? No, that does. that's not the case. But generally speaking, okay, if you don't get along, it's not because you're of a different ethnicity or this. It's just because you don't like that person, right? It doesn't, it's not because of the color of their skin, right? I mean, that's, that. The, and again, I was around the NBA for 32 years and I, I see the dynamics in the locker room. And I'll tell you, when I was starting the Kings, and I've talked to Spud Webb about this, and I never quite understood this. I started doing the Kings in 88. And for we'd go to um, shoot-around. And I kid you not, the white players would be down here at this basket taking shots, and the black players would be down at the other basket taking shots. And I'd be sitting there, and I'm like, why, why the hell are the why, – why is that, you know? And I couldn't figure it out, and I still, couldn't, I still to this day don't really understand that. And – you know, I, and I will have Spud on a future episode to talk about this because I brought it up with him once, and, and he explained it. I'll let him explain it when he comes on. But that was 1988, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, and I'm like, what the hell? I, I didn't get that. I don't understand that. Joe Klein also is going to be coming on my podcast here shortly. I love Joe. What a great career. Went to Arkansas uh, and you know, same thing, you know, I just, I couldn't understand that. So you learn, you evolve, but as we wrap up this episode, before I get to my Q and a and my rant, I wanted to talk about this today because again, that quote, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Why is it that so many people are silent about things that matter, right? And the reason is they're afraid of the repercussion. That's why. They're afraid of losing their job because our society is so god dang sensitive about anything that is said. And the cancel culture is such a problem in the United States of America that there are many people that would rather be silent than take a chance of saying the wrong thing. How awful is that, that in America, there are many people that choose to be silent because they are afraid that what they say is going to be misconstrued and thus they're going to be canceled as well. How come John McEnroe and Martina Navratilova did not come to the defense of Doug Adler. They knew what Doug was talking about. Nike did a commercial with Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi on Fifth Avenue. They set up a tennis court on Fifth Avenue in New York City. The name of the commercial, Gorilla Tennis. Everyone in tennis knows what Doug Adler was referring to. And yet a New York Times columnist comes out and basically accuses Doug of being racist and saying a racist term, and then he ends up being fired? How come John McEnroe, how come Martina Navratilova did not come to the defense of Doug? How come there are so many others in our society that don't come to the defense of an individual when they know damn well what the intent of what they said really was? Again, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And I'll tell you this, the nice thing about doing this podcast, 
I don't have to answer to anybody. I can say whatever the hell that I want. I'm not going to become silent, and I've always tried to take the mantra of my father. Stick up for what you believe in, okay? Don't ever become silent about things that matter. Am I perfect? Oh, no, I am not perfect. Do I still have things to learn? Hell yeah, I've got things to learn. And I am very, very open and forthcoming and saying, hey, I got things to learn. I don't know it all, all right? I can't walk in your shoes. If I, You think I can walk in these shoes? 39-year-old black gal, father from Nigeria, mom from Louisiana, growing up in a different part of the country, different generation, different ethnicity. You think I can walk in her shoes? Nope. But you know what? I now know what it's like to walk in her shoes because we've talked about every damn thing under the sun. And she knows what it's like to walk in my shoes. She knows what I've gone through. She knows what my life has been like the last seven months. And you know what? It's so gratifying to have a relationship with a person like that. Okay? So... In closing, think about that. Why why are you silent about things that matter? How about sticking up for what you believe in? I I I'll tell you this. I'm 61 years old. Whether I, you know, have one day left or 25 years left, I, I mean this. I really hope that, you know, that saying our lives begin to end, the day we become silent about things that matter. Wouldn't it be great if the masses in this country stop becoming silent about things that matter and weren't persecuted for it if they said something that was misconstrued or people took the intent of what they said and turned it around and they weren't canceled. They didn't have to worry about losing their job. They didn't have to worry about their family being embarrassed, right? Think we'll ever get to that point? I hope so. I really do hope so but I'm not sure. I, again, you know what? I really appreciate you allowing me just to talk freely for 33 minutes on this because I think it's important. And again, in closing, you know what I'm going to say before I get to my Q&A? Go, go up to a stranger. Go up to a stranger and try to have a conversation with that person. All right? Go up to somebody that doesn't look like you. Go up to somebody that may not be the same age group as you. And you know what? Have a conversation. I bet you'd be damn surprised how that turns out. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped. Hey, fellas, we are in the thick of winter and a storm's a-brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Hey, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. And because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, your snags on your snowballs will be reduced. Manscaped's performance package is the best buy of 2021. Now, the performance package comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag. Folks, have you ever noticed how nasty nose and ear hair is? In fact, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Folks, might as well use the best tools to do the job. Now, this bundle also comes with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. 
Now, don't get cold feet this winter. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NAPES, N-A-P-E-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code NAPES, N-A-P-E-S. Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winner wieners look so good. All right, now time for our Crowd Ultra questions. Just go to crowdultra.com. If you haven't signed up yet, do so. It takes about a minute, and maybe I will answer your question right here on the podcast. Adam wants to know who could be traded before the NBA deadline. Well, I'm not sure which team you're referring to. Obviously, there will be moves. I know in Sacramento, uh, the two players in particular are Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes. Now, I think there's more of a market for Harrison Barnes than Buddy Heald because I think Harrison on a good team would really help in other words, I think if you have a team that's championship caliber or uh, upper echelon team and you add Harrison Barnes, I think he's perfect on a team like that. Buddy, on the other hand, I don't know about Buddy. I'm really disappointed in how he has played. I am really disappointed. Bryce wants to know, do you find yourself having more interest in other sports since not being with the Kings? No, I'm pretty much a football, hockey, basketball guy in that order. Then baseball, I'll watch a little bit. Uh, I've watched golf maybe a little bit more than normal, but no, I think it's pretty much the same. Uh, Ian wants to know, will the Jets keep or trade Darnold? I think they would rather move away from Darnold. The question is, what can they get for him? Betting man right now, I I think it's 50-50, but I'm going to say they'll keep Darnold. Uh, But I think they'd like to move on. I really do. Jay wants to know, how much longer do you think Brady will play? I think he'll play until he feels that he's not effective anymore. I really do. All right, let's move on. Brian wants to know, I hate being the one to say it, but Tiger is done now, right? Well, I don't think we should be concerned about whether his golf career is over or not. I think we should be concerned about whether he'll be able to walk again and walk functionally and be able to play with his kids. So I don't really think it's important whether he ever golfs again. I mean, I think we all are thankful that he didn't die in that accident. My, Do I think he'll ever play golf again well i mean medical technology i mean is pretty amazing look at alex smith right but walking 18 holes of golf and the torque that you put on especially you know your right leg when you pivot and i I hope so I, i really do i really hope so jason wants to know hey grant been listening to you for decades what sports radio guys did you grow up listening to? Well, Jason, first of all, you really make me feel old. But yeah, I actually ha- I have been doing this for decades, so it's all good. Uh, I, I grew up listening to Marv Albert. You know, Marv did the Knicks and the Rangers uh, in New York. I used to love listening to Marv so much so that I used to record the games, bring them in the homeroom, and let uh, m- my buddies listen to the highlights. Uh, I used to listen to Phil Rizzuto, Bill White, and Frank Messer do the Yankees. But Marv is the guy that I grew up listening to. And then, of course, Marty Glickman in the 60s uh, doing the New York Giants. I mean, I remember every Sunday being at Yankee Stadium. You know, one Sunday I'd be watching, you know, Roger Staubach play. And then, you know, the Cardinals would come in. Then Sonny Jurgensen, Billy Kilmer would come in. And I mean, it was like that was my life. And all the transistor radios around me with Marty Glickman on the call. Like I had that ingrained in my head. Being at Yankee Stadium in the bleachers, watching the New York Giants play, listening to uh, Marty Glickman. Uh, Christian wants to know, do you think anyone was snubbed from the NBA All-Star game? 
Well, Devin Booker has been at it, but he clearly was snubbed, in my opinion. He should have been uh, right off the get-go. Mike wants to know, have you ever paid attention to the WNBA? Yeah, you know, when Sacramento had a team in the Monarchs, I actually used to go to the games on a, on a fairly regular basis. I used to love watching them play. I thought that was really good. Um, I think women's basketball is excellent. I think the quality of play is excellent. I think they're fundamentally sound. I think it's a good game to watch. So, yeah, I did. I did pay. I don't pay attention to it anymore. I just don't. I don't have time on my plate uh, and my sports appetite. But I used to watch it uh, quite often. Kevin wants to know, is Tatis overpaid at $340 million over 14 years? Everyone's overpaid that's getting that kind of money. So I would say yes, absolutely. Russell wants to know, I'm curious what you think about Crazy Kyrie wanting the NBA logo changed. You know, I don't really pay attention to anything that Kyrie says. I really don't. I, I, I just ignore him. David wants to know, what is your take on MLB stadiums being different in size and layout? I think it's great. I don't want cookie cutter stadiums. I think it would be awful. You know, when Riverfront Stadium and the Vet and stadiums like that, they were all the same, uh, particularly in the National League, cookie cutter stadiums. I mean, I love the fact that you can go and, you know, if you go to San Francisco to watch the Giants play, that's totally different than going to Seattle to watch the Mariners play. I think it's great. Uh, I'm glad that they're all different in different dimensions and uh, has a different look and a different feel. Jake asked, where do you think Porzingis could end up if he's traded before the deadline? I don't think he's going anywhere, Jake. So I don't think he is going to be traded. I really don't. Corey wants to know, why don't we see more knuckleball pitchers? I just don't think it's being taught uh, on the youth level and the minor league level, Corey. I don't know that for sure, uh, but that would be my guess. I just, I, I don't, I don't think it's being taught. Uh, on the minor league level. Uh, somebody wants to know, have you heard of NBA Top Shot Video Collectibles? I have. I only heard about it, Charlie, this week. Again, I don't know much about it because I'm not going to partake, but it seems like a lot of people, or at least some people, are making a, a, a quite a bit of money on it. So, yeah. Uh, hey, got to keep up with the times, right? But, yeah, I just I, it's funny you asked that. I just heard about it this week for the uh, first time. Hey, my thanks to everyone uh, getting involved with Crowd Ultra. Just go to crowdultra.com. It's time for Rant. 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 Today's rant is brought to you by Newworks Plumbing, locally owned in Sacramento for 20 years. Leak detection, waterline repair, bathroom plumbing. Newworks Plumbing is a full-service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large your plumbing problem, they've got a fix for you. Folks, their expert technicians are available 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Well, first, James Harden, and I'm talking about this year, he didn't want to stay in Houston anymore and, you know, showed up late for camp, came in overweight, then was a real problem, and we know what happened. Houston traded him to Brooklyn, right? Then Deshaun Watson, he doesn't want to be in Houston anymore. Then you saw J.J. Watt got his release, and he's moving on. And now word has from the Pacific Northwest that the representatives for Russell Wilson trying to find teams to work out a deal with the Seattle Seahawks. Is, is, are, are our professional athletes that are making 30, 35, 40 million dollars a year, how are they so freaking unhappy? Seriously. Like, would someone explain that to me? What is it? You know, and, 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 and what an awful trend for sports. You know, we saw it a couple of years ago with Anthony Davis forcing his way out of New Orleans. And again, I know what you're saying. You're like, well, teams don't have to trade him. They don't have to make that trade. Yeah, you're right. But do you want a guy that doesn't want to be there? That could be a real problem. And I'm not saying Russell Wilson, his character is not one that would be a problem. I I, I don't believe that. But 
It's just such a bad look for pro sports. And again, with everything going on in the world today and in our country with the pandemic and the unemployment, and I mean, I, it, it drives me freaking crazy. Not happy? Really? Russell Wilson all of a sudden is not happy playing in Seattle, wants to be traded? What the hell is the world coming to? Seriously. Like, let's make 30 to $40 million a year and be unhappy and want to leave Dodge. Uh, it's so foreign to me. It's so awful. It is such a turnoff to me. It really is. I, I just hate it. I absolutely hate it. Drives me freaking crazy. And that's my rant for today. Hey, don't forget to check out my video rants as well over on YouTube. And hey, if you're listening to this podcast via Apple Podcast in particular, please do me a favor. Just rate the podcast and leave a comment. It would mean a lot to me. Hey, I hope you have a great weekend. And thank you really for listening to me and just letting me speak freely for a half hour to start my podcast. I wanted to do it based on a couple of things that I saw this week. The phone call that I got from a friend who's a sportscaster talking to me about what happened to Chris Harrison, uh, the host of The Bachelor and how he's like petrified and nervous to go on the air and talking about some of the previous podcasts uh, as it relates to race and, you know, just just try to do better. That's it. We all need to try to do better. So again, thank you so much. It means a lot to me that you take the time to listen to my podcast. Have a fabulous weekend. Stay safe. And as always, thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.